Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Conan the Barbarian. In the year 1982, Schwarzenegger was hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's one. I guess you can imagine Schwarzenegger as this younger man because Conan, the image of Conan still sticks in everyone's minds. Younger than this is not cool, though. When they, they first try and show that boy at the beginning of the movie and they're like, this is Conan. You're like, no, that's not Conan. No way. <laughs> <laughs> that's not possible. Schwarzenegger just shows up like this out of like some alternate reality, right? That's the fantasy of this movie. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Schwarzenegger before he swole. Oh, um... I'm yeah. sure there are childhood pictures of Schwarzenegger. Mm -mm, that, that's my point. Uh, I, that no, I no, don't be so sure. I'm saying it doesn't exist. That's my well, because there's I even that this. picture of him when he's 18 and he's at school and he's next to his classmate who looks like a, you know, an 18 year old, <laughs> and Schwarzenegger looks like Schwarzenegger. Right, right. That's a, he just jumped out all out of the alternate reality as full Schwarzenegger is my theory. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only way this works. Um, anyway. Yes, this is Matt here. This is Luke. It's a it's a sci-fi snake temple tempered by the legend of steel. The riddle of steel. Riddle of steel. Excuse me. I'm thinking about legends because we're we're dabbling in our fantasy. We're kind of kind of going biweekly fantasy for a bit and, and see how that takes. So, um, you know, get back to us because that's that's at the. 80s video store. It was sci-fi slash fantasy slash horror, right? So it all went together. Yeah, it's just genre, genre yeah. films. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a little harder to um, equate horror, which is, I guess, why we usually leave it to um, October. But mm. it's still, it's it's in the book. I feel like I, I also think closer. the other the other thing there is just that neither of us are that into horror, right? Yeah, that's also it. But yeah, but fantasy, I'm like, well, that's magic, and you know, the Arthur C. Clarke thing that you know any advanced science would be perceived as magic. So I'm like, yeah, fantasy still kind of works, right? Yeah. I like there's plenty of sci-fi where it's basically fantasy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my point. So, right. you know, all the all the weird magical stuff in here could just be unexplained science. Sure, why not? Um yeah. not, no, not all of it, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hey, it depends on how you look at it. Um this movie, I don't know how many times I've seen it. I think since the rentals were relatively cheap in the 80s because it was kind of successful, but not like mind-blowingly successful, right? Mm. So I think it was a relatively cheap HBO Showtime rental, and it was on there all the time. So uh, at my aforementioned aunt's house when we go on vacation, who had, um, you know, HBO and Showtime, this was like always on. Right. I haven't so, seen it as much as like the rest of the Schwarzenegger oeuvre 
because it, it, I like this film. It's a good film. Is it a Schwarzenegger film? It's more like a Schwarzenegger icon, right? It's yeah. like an icon. In oh, he life. looks great in it. Like, mm. he looks like he stepped off the cover of a fantasy book, you know? I mean, like, he looks like all those old paintings of like muscular men dripping with oil with long hair and swords. <laughs> well, the original poster is a Frank Frazetta 1966 painting. So, right. It's not, you know, the Schwarzenegger right, might the have actually looked like a kid at that point. I don't know. Because you get like, um, there's like the post, the infamous poster of the original Star Wars where like Luke's got his chest out and he looks like he's got like this big muscular pecs. Mark <laughs> Hamill didn't fucking look like that. <laughs> With Schwarzenegger, you've got the painting and then you get into the film and he does look like that. Yeah, that's why that's why they could use it. Well, yeah, I guess like you're saying Star Wars did too. But here there's no disconnect, even though they're yeah. not actually related. You know, you get into the film and it still looks like the paintings. Whereas Star Wars, it, it is connected and there's like a disconnect, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so did grand, grandma did not have this one or did you oh, she, she did. She up? did. I just didn't pick it up as much as like your commandos and your terminators. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like, he's, 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 he, for the most part, he's not cracking his one liners and being his charming self and causing chaos. Right. right. He's quite taciturn for most of this film. Yeah. Well, he does chop a dude's head off so that's kind of cool oh but... yeah like and like i'm saying i do like this film this film's sick yeah i'm just it's not a, an arnie film in the way you think of an arnie film apparently there were some cuts like with him hacking off a pickpocketer's arm and stuff like that too there it was more violent at some point in time <laughs> nice <laughs> um oh, we didn't really talk about story do you do you think you can rock this story out from the from the head um i mean Conan is a barbarian. He sees his family murdered as a child. He grows up and becomes a gladiator slave, swears revenge, and becomes king by his own hand. There you go, that's the plot. And chops off a head. Don't forget the head. Oh, chopping. he pops off a lot of heads. <laughs> I mean, that, that the heads charm left, right, and center. He cuts <laughs> off more heads than the French Revolution. <laughs> I think we'll probably be talking plenty more Schwarzenegger, but the other 
two actors in here, which apparently director John Milius brought in to um, hopefully inspire the other the, the the beautiful people who were not necessarily actors, right? <laughs> Cause, right. Yeah, because um, the wizard, the, uh, J- the the Japanese actor wizard guy, he he's just there to be weird, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Valeria is Valeria is there to be like, you know, eighties. What, what what's the Lots bombshell? Right, right. I mean, to me, it looked like it sounds horrible, but I was like, when I first saw her on the screen, I thought she'd be like Bond Girl One for one. Right. She just looks like soon to be divorced lady, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about it, but I she mean, looks... she does die by the end. So, yeah, yeah, there's that. But I, I, for some reason, I, I guess I'm so used to watching woke movies, I assume in a, in a, movie like this you're going to have someone who has dark hair and not you know pasty white skin <laughs> right well no, i'll tell you what it is is you're used to watching schwarzenegger movies where he likes the latinas oh yeah good point yeah it's uh, <laughs> athletic sleazy is it sleazy or slutty slutty it's yeah slutty. okay yeah that's worse isn't it <laughs> brunette athletic slutty <laughs> that is it yeah i'm used to seeing um schwarzenegger with 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 brunettes right I mean, yeah. even in True Lies, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is, is a bombshell, but not a blonde one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, Max von Sydow and uh, James Earl Jones. Um, I would. Does Max von Sydow phone it in a lot? <laughs> as a good as bit. he is, he, this one he's phoning it in more or less. I don't know if he yeah. really inspired the other actors. Um, <laughs> Uh, which was the intense like i barely remember him being in this movie i watched it last night you know yeah same 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 as you bring it up and i was like who oh yeah yeah yeah. okay whereas, he, he he's like the npc in the video game it gives you the quest like yeah yeah whereas uh he that little scene at the beginning of the force awakens i still remember him being there so i guess he did a better mm-hmm. job there i maybe yeah maybe it's i don't know why that stuck in my mind but i remember him being there um about the same time he did a Strange Brew, a movie which has enough derpy sci-fi we'll have to do at some point. He's great in that. That's about the same time. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he blatantly took this job just to fly over to Spain, have a bit of a jolly, get a paycheck, right? <laughs> like, I guess the, um, the thing, there, there's a few things that keep me from really loving this movie. And mm-hmm. one of them, I guess, is the lack of scenery chewing. You've got Darth Vader not really chewing much scenery. Right, Max von Sydow not really chewing much scenery. You got Schwarzenegger who hasn't quite learned to chew scenery yet, you know. Hmm. So it's like all these very charismatic guys that just are kind of there. They're not turning it on, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but the scenes that I really remember from this film are, um, but they're not dialogue scenes. It's like the montages of just music and beautiful imagery and you know muscular men swinging swords around. (laughs) It's not really any of the lines or anything apart from obviously one or two infamous lines it's mostly just the like the visual of it and sort of the the almost music video quality yeah, of this I'll, film i'll have a little more to say about that um i, I guess uh, but before we rock off of the actors i i did think james earl jones came out a little better it's not it's definitely not the james earl jones you expect to ever see in anything which is kind of cool well, but he's what's he's nice not... is it's it, i don't i never get to see james l jones apart from in this Okay, yeah, well, he's in other stuff. He's he's, yeah, he's high school principal and stuff sometimes. Yeah, but he's off. I know him most as a voice, right? The voice of Vader and the voice of Mufasa. Right, right. I mean, I guess his he's he. I mean, he 
acted in plenty of movies where his face is there. But um, yes. I guess what his his mark in the zeitgeist is more for his voice work, right? I mean, hell, yeah. Doctor, well, he's barely in Doctor Strange. Well, he's there. Apparently, his role in Doctor Strange was a, supposed to be like a, a lot bigger, and it was filmed that way. They just it didn't make it into the movie. <laughs> I don't so, remember him being in Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, a Doctor Strange love. Oh, okay. You were saying <laughs> Doctor Strange that whole time. Oh, was I? Okay. <laughs> Doctor like, Strange love. Maybe I was just a love, you know, like kind of like mumbling out the last part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about if I wanted to say the whole title, Doctor Strange Love, how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. He was in that, but a little bit. <laughs> Doctor Strange Love in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. That that one's kind of <laughs> yeah. That one's kind of weird because he was a you know serious stage actor at the time and they hired him for that movie. I think he was doing like old Vickers or whatever, right? So Right. And and he was hired and then like had this really tiny part, despite being one of uh you know, uh, one of the biggest stars on the UK stage at the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, he has a weird vibe here, which is kind of fun. I mean, he, he's definitely creepy. And, and he has one of the best, uh, was it? Give me his name again. Thalsa Doom. Yes, Thalsa. Okay, so Thalsa isn't really, I mean, that's a, that's one of the best villain names ever. I mean, it's got Doom in the name, you know? Yeah. Um, what was, I, I was, before we went on, I was looking at a few of the reviews and there was one, Oh, I think I can do it from it said he was a mix of Hitler, Jim Jones, and what was the last one? Someone else, of course, of ill repute, <laughs> which that, that kind of made sense to me, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's a very believable, like occult guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All the, all the, like, I don't even, he has all these followers, but I don't watch it assuming that he's using some sort of magic to brainwash them. They're just in his cult. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I, I did miss the last one. And I need to say that. Uh, inspired in equal parts by Hitler, Jim Jones, and Goldfinger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds all right. But yeah, it does seem like a guy who spends all of his time doing dark magic. And you no, know, sorry, that it maybe isn't so charismatic or anything like that. Hmm. And um, yeah. So the look of this film. Uh, oh, you were saying what? 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 do you remember the most from this film? I guess this because I was used to seeing the opening montage and then probably going to the beach, so the wheel. I just remember oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same, same. That's the <laughs> bit I really remember from being, being a kid. It's like, oh, it's going to push a wheel for 20 years. Okay, sure. <laughs> Apparently that's how you get super slow. Yeah, yeah. So I guess... I did can... like the image of like, at first he's just one of a pair, then he gets to push his spoke by himself, and then by the end he's pushing the whole wheel by himself. Yeah, yeah, save on some labor. So you can stop going to the gym and just get a giant wheel. Maybe I will. I'll go turn that wheel at Zenkoji every day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's already there for you. What do you know? But um... And I'll get enlightenment if I turn it enough.
I was watching this and kind of thinking like like this movie is too brown for me. I think I can't fully get into the movies that are very brown. Maybe that's why the westerns I like are the creaky old 30s ones cuz they're in black and white, so you mm. can't tell that everything in them is brown, right? Yeah, I guess I do like a bit more like forests and greenery in my fantasies. Yeah, I mean, there's like some blue goo and some red rubies and, you know, but those just little flashes of color, right? But even the demons that come to take Conan are, are kind of brown and orange. So, mm. <laughs> which uh, I read they had to redo the effect because the first one they had ILM doing it and it ended up looking exactly like the um, spirits from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, oh, yeah, they were just which I'm like, so. <laughs> you know, I don't, uh, but I guess it was the previous year, so it might be too obvious in 1982. Now it's like, yeah, sure, great, do it. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty cool effect, though. The and it's basically the only visual effect in the whole film. The rest of it's just sets and practical and. Oh, I did read that models um, and puppets. The extras would have um, not squibs, but just bags of fake blood kind of taped to them so when they got hit it would just go all over the place nice so it was it was not even a squib but you know like just blood bags to burst i was like okay yeah. that's cool because this is a good practical effect film i mean even oh yeah even the animation for the demons i mean that's pretty standard you know like oh yeah it's know. nicely like hand-drawn then yeah, yeah you got like a, you got like big snake puppets and dude turning into a snake and the um, but there were computers involved in this movie. Oh yeah. Uh, you were I said pulled off on the soundtrack a little bit because it kind of has to do with that. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, the composer, which uh, I'll have to look at his name because there's no reason. Uh, no. Oh yeah, famous uh, uh Basil Polidorus. I hope I said that right. He he's he's done a lot of stuff, but um, he was hired before they started filming. So he was making them along with the scenes, right? And as it edited, he'd have to change the speed, tempo, re-edit. So uh, this is heavily influenced by a program called... Oh, no. I... Oh, no, that's Conan. It's it's something with a C. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, MuseSync. MuseSync. So this was basically like Pro Tools before there was Pro Tools, I guess. So the music itself did have a heavy uh, computer and in- digital influence. Okay. It's like, I've heard, I've heard the Conan music reused a lot and not known it was from Conan until last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good score. I, that's yeah. it's one of those things where the best thing about the movie might be the score, you know, that's right. Yeah. That's what not oh, in the swords. It's, Don't forget it's the yeah. It's the combination of the score and then just like cool visuals of swords and stuff. That's what I mean. The best bits of this movie are when you just watch it as a music video. Yeah, the, the goal of this movie was to be sort of like an opera, like little yeah. to no dialogue. I think uh, John Millers would have been perfectly happy if um, this movie was silent, you know, except for the music. So Right. Yeah, it, it works in that way. Like, it's a film that you can just put on and just, like, vibe to. Right. That, maybe that's why the brownness of it, like, sets me off because i that i can't vibe to all shades of brown you know and tan yeah a little a little more variety in scenery and stuff would have gone a long way but you know they were filming on an 80s budget in spain it's not like they could track across new zealand like lord of the rings did i mean they built that temple at the end that's where their budget went right yeah <laughs> yeah but then that's brown too <laughs> and that's brown too yeah i mean they, maybe some atlium blue here and there could have been nice because yeah. isn't that 
Isn't that supposed to be the tomb where he finds the sword is like an Atlantean mm-hmm. thing? They, 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 they mentioned Atlantis a little bit, yeah. Yeah. They don't really actually say Sumer or Sumerian in this, do they? Because I, no. I'm like, isn't that kind of the baseline? No, well, yeah, but it's all set in like fictional places. Like it's not. I don't think Conan's ever explicitly set in the real world places. True, true. It's but it's the, it, it's the Hyborian age or whatever. It feels more um, like I can square this with Earth more than I can uh, Lord of the Rings. You know. Mm-mm-mm. Like that's why I'm like, well, it kind. Of, I guess this is kind of like you know, three thousand BC, kind of like Sumerian and and other places. Because well, it's, it's literally it's around. like the arrival of steel at the end of the Bronze Age, right? Right, right, right. So I guess that's where I'm I'm putting in, and then I think Sumerian stuff's like interesting, right? So mm. um, it's it's like I, maybe it's like I want it to be more than it actually is. <laughs> Have you read a great deal of Conan? No um i've never never been a big fantasy reader for better or for worse only well the fantasies i made it all the way through were narnia when i was like 12 and uh mm. i read the harry potter books right that that's my fantasy reading that's that's pretty much it i see <laughs> so. i haven't but i am interested too because i read obviously a lot of lovecraft and conan and the writer of conan was actually pals i think with lovecraft because they put in little cameos for each other's characters mm-hmm. um and yeah like so a lot of fantasy especially these days it's all set after this period and they'll talk about oh you know there used to be great heroes but men these days can't measure up Mm. so i'm kind of keen to go back to a fantasy where it's about no this fantasy is about like the biggest baddest dude who ever lived (laughs) (laughs) you know he's not he's not just a creature of like this isn't the time of history and they're thinking about these myths this is the time of myth yeah would i prefer a gilgamesh movie to a conan movie i mean i guess i would because i want more ziggurats and just and you know the, the that story is just like endlessly bizarre put that on screen you know um a hundred years ago was too recently to get that weird <laughs> yeah but yeah I'm, i am into more like i'd rather have like i'm done with stories about like actual historical Greece. Give me Heracles again. Give me Achilles again, you know? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I, I guess that's where the whole you know, the the superhero wave is so strong, because that's basically where you get that. But even then, they're trying to deflect it by having everyone be mildly snarky and stuff. They aren't just like... Right. I mean... Yeah, well, that's... You know, I don't. it's not fashionable to say it. We need a little bit more Zack Snyder in the world. Sure. Like we need, we need just like here's the buffest men imaginable, looking like paintings, doing epic things and scowling, without like Joss Whedon dialogue getting in the way and, you know, the editing moving at such a pace you can't tell what's going on. Does just Donner like, Superman no. fit? The, I guess that's why Donner Superman still kind of fits the bill because I mean, well, Christopher Reeve wasn't that you know he wasn't like Schwarzenegger pumped up, but um... no, but it it, <laughs> it it lets you take the time to appreciate what's going on, right? But it's, yeah, it's it, like, it, here's this powerful, iconic character, yeah. right? Who's going to be powerful and iconic? Because, you know, the, the, they have to add in, like, tons of angst with modern Superman in, in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't, I don't need... No, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about um, Zack Snyder, the storyteller. I'm talking about Zack Snyder, the cinematographer. Mm. So all his best work is adaptation. Oh, right, right, right. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still haven't bothered to watch the Snyder cut of 
Justice League, and I just learned it's what yeah, like four yeah. hours long. When I re- when I retire, than... I might watch the Zack Snyder Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like what four? Oh, I was talking to Mark a few days ago, and at first he was actually like eight hours. I was like, no, that can't be right. And he's like, no, I think it's four, and it's four, right? Yeah, but it's Is a two-hour it film if you just don't have any slow mo. <laughs> you know, it is four. It's four hours. Yeah. Okay. Should this have some slow mo, or does Conan have enough slow mo? Or do you... I think it's good. Yeah. Just, just lop yeah, off. It doesn't whatever. doesn't mess around with the camera too much. I think if you had slow mo, you would see like the the rubber heads and stuff too clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to actually get into how you felt about our uh, snake beasts and stuff. Yeah. There's not so many beasts in here. It's not a very. Maybe that's why the beast master, you know, chased it, right? <laughs> like Conan didn't have enough beasts. Let's get the beast master out there. See that yeah, but, that was that was the one where the rental was so cheap it wasn't on HBO and Showtime every week it was on you know like TBS so <laughs> uh, channel seventeen in Atlanta so you yeah. see the, that the Beastmaster was just always on TVs like every like at the you go to, like the laundromat the car wash and the Beastmaster's playing on the TV you know I see a- another movie I've never actually watched but have probably seen all of <laughs> we'll probably get to it now that we're doing a bit more fantasy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's one where I probably have seen all of it. Just I never sat down and watched it, you know, because it was always there. Why would I watch it? It didn't look like that interesting. So, um, like I, I think Conan is considered like the superior film, uh, maybe because it's operatic. Did you have a look at the screenwriter credits? I didn't, because oh, okay. there was there was like it was in someone's hands, and then it was sold, and then a different director took over, and well, the, there's the, a bunch the, of that, right? There is. It, it, it was started production and like not production, but um, production hell in 1970. I think it took quite a long time because the rights and just getting the right people on it, and you know, not getting the right people in some cases probably. But uh, credited on screen is uh, John Milius, the director, and then uh, also Oliver Stone, who had done earlier treatments. Okay, um, his were like more, I guess. Like they were like, if we shoot his, it's going to be a forty minute, forty million budget, which was beyond right. insane in nineteen eighty one or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> so obviously that that is not what we're seeing on screen. But enough, I guess, was there for him to retain the credit. So, uh, which I might be one of his first credits. He certainly, I don't think he directed a film by this point. Not now, I feel the need to check, but. <laughs> mm. But anyway, uh, yeah. I, did want to throw them on there's enough there's enough monster here to give you your monster moment did you get a monster fun from this? yeah i enjoyed seeing schwarzenegger mess up a big snake and there was a bit in the when he's getting the sword from the tomb where the skeleton starts to move i thought we were going to have like some harryhausen skeleton action so i was a little disappointed when that didn't happen that would have been great yeah but yeah <laughs> the, the, the fantasy is not like super thick on this one mm. there's like elements of like you know Maybe there's some power of these gods getting involved. But for the most part, it's about men. And like that's one of the themes of the film, right? Because at the start, they're all talking about the riddle of steel. And then, like, yeah, the ultimate lesson is just like, nah, it's about the person holding the sword. You gotta be steel. Yeah. Like, uh, Doom even says, like, no, the flesh is stronger than steel. And he's, like, showing how he can command his followers and shit like that. Mm. Okay. And then, uh... yeah, Schwarzenegger gets his sword back. He's It's already broken. <laughs> And they spent a lot of money on that sword. It seems they, the, the sword cost $10,000 in 1981 money. Yeah, they like forged <laughs> him two custom legit swords. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, the one yeah. that smashed might have, was probably a different prop. Mm. I'm working on getting a, a guest on who really knows the swords, but uh, it'll be for a different fantasy. So, <laughs> I believe 
um, Schwarzenegger still has at least one of those swords in his office to this day. Of course he does. As <laughs> governor? <laughs> I hope it was in his governor's office when he was governor. I bet it was, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you make a proclamation, you get out the sword. Yeah, mm-hmm. rock on. Uh, anyway, Oliver Stone had directed... He has two directing credits before this, but I've never heard of them. He did write... He wrote Midnight Express before this, and the year after, he'd write Scarface, which is, I guess... Right, when yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, get your full-on stone, right? Um, and then Salvador is the first like directing credit I recognize from 1986. Just to if anyone feels like keeping track of their Oliver Stone. Hmm. Um, so what, some, what were the two films you don't recognize? Oh, uh, I didn't even feel like reading them, but uh, <laughs> you, you just here we go. The, the cadence was that you were about to read them and then you didn't. So oh, frustrating. Uh, seizure in the hand, and I haven't okay. heard of either of those. So, no. um, I mean, the, the hand is a pretty like you know. It, I'm yeah. sure that's not the only project out there. Could the hand? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, something that did not go down um, well is is this is one of the AMAs. Um, this movie sucks for animals movies because apparently they're like kind of kicking horses around and stuff. So uh, uh, it's yeah. I mean, I guess there's not tons of animals in this movie because the snakes aren't real, right? But yeah, but the... there's some dogs being chased or getting chased and attacking dudes. Actually, the dogs look like they're having the time of their lives. The dogs are probably he, okay. He Ozzy Osbourne's that bird. That that of <laughs> course was a prop, but right. <laughs> Yeah, that that was that was almost an well. Here's the thing, I guess when it's Conan the Barbarian, so I guess none of it's truly unexpected when that stuff happens. But you yeah, like, oh yeah, okay, that happened. Slightly surprising, I guess, because <laughs> I'm not that familiar with the Conan the source material. Mm. But yeah, he's called like Conan the Barbarian. I expect him to be a little more anti-hero than he is. Hmm. I never, I didn't see the Jason Momo I won. I don't. Did, how do they roll on that one? Is he I haven't even... seen that one either. But yeah, here he is pretty purely a good guy, really. Mm. I mean, he, he kills a lot of dudes, but they're always, you know, bad guys. He's just doing eighties dude killing. <laughs> Something that we're gonna find hitting these eighties fantasies more and more is uh, most of them were horrible failures. Uh, this mm. one being maybe the most successful, although not that successful. But it's successful enough to get. What, a sequel and a half, right? So, right, right. Which, um, neither of which are supposed to be very good, uh, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the destroyer at all. And then Red Sonia, like, I think Schwarzenegger's like a cameo in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Destroyer is probably half as I've probably seen Destroyer like once, like a really long time ago. So, yeah, I don't yeah. remember it, but it's probably at best half as good as this one. Uh, mm-hmm. almost except for a couple of returning actors, it's it's completely different, uh, makers and writers and so forth. It's, right. it's not the same crew making it. Same with Red Sonia, which is probably half as good as Destroyer. So um I did get confused and thought Valeria was Red Sonia for about 30 minutes in the movie, but so I still don't actually know who Red Sonia is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I guess you could be like a strawberry blonde, you call her red, why not? <laughs> I don't I don't even know if Red Sonia has I know nothing about I, I haven't seen that movie, so um, mm. I guess that's notoriously known as being like beyond terror, like not even like fun bad, if I remember. So <laughs> the, the the reputation, who knows? Maybe it's my favorite movie I've never seen, right? So doubtful, but Red Sonia. It might, I don't know if this is true, but my image of it in my head is that it, it's leaning pretty hard into like titillation, you know? 
and maybe that's just because it has a woman in a metal bikini on the front <laughs> but like this film's already full of boobs yeah there was actually a surprising amount of boobage in it so but we uh, talked but you talked yesterday i was like 50 minutes into the film and i was about to keep watching it on the train and you're like ah boobs on the train and yeah like a minute later i got my first <laughs> boobs <laughs> yeah once they start coming uh you know conan likes to bone that's for sure yep <laughs> so um i mean i in a movie in 2023 could you put that much booby on a on a um uh, in a movie with just an unrepentant guy like you know going after him like this uh, you, you haven't watched game of thrones man i haven't watched game of thrones man okay there's a lot of boobs that's even that's like 10 years ago though right so yeah <sighs> Shut up. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm just wondering if we've actually entered a weird, like, prudish phase again. So. There is a. Um, what's weird is the prudish stuff is coming from the young people at the moment. I know. That's kind of my point. It's all the all the fucking Tumblr teens trying to bring back, um, like, Victorian ideas of like all sexuality is bad, all horniness is bad. <laughs> You're kind of, yeah, it's to get bawdy. Or is, or, yeah. is this us becoming old farts and complaining about the dumb young people? A bit. <laughs> I don't think I'm that old. Yeah. And it's like the young, young people just going going back to what our old people were doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess that's I guess that's the generation gap. Uh, yeah. It just sometimes it's good to fuck, yeah. <laughs> It just it's confusing when you watch it go in the other direction. Like when when it's like we're kind of like, you know. The old yeah. parts that are mild and mannered, but yeah, yeah, we're like, yeah, get drunk and party, yeah. And it's okay to be horny sometimes. High oh. schoolers are maybe not up for that. I don't know if you're a listener and you're a high schooler that's completely unhinged. You know, you can tell us. <laughs> but like the Conan shit does get close to. I think I mentioned this to you before we recorded. Like, there's a very short walk from that to the stuff that is just like erotica about constant slave gal banging. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all Frank Frazetta's drawings are, you know, right on the line of fantasy porn. Was it the, the heavy metal? You know, South Park did a pretty good run on yeah. that, right? So, <laughs> total, was it Major, Major Boobage was the name of the episode? <laughs> I think something like that. Yeah. They get high on cat piss and go to the land of fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesin'. It was called Cheesin'. That was a good episode. Okay. <laughs> You cheese the cat, and then you go to the land of fantasy to chase the dragon. <laughs> yeah. Which, well, then, but then, the, yeah, the heavy metal movie was around this time as well. I mean, the original one. And mm. um, I don't remember how successful or not successful it was because it became such a caught standard. I can't remember if it was actually successful. What? What is this? Is a movie called Heavy Metal? Yeah, it's it's uh, animated. It's an anthology animated movie about I don't remember how many clips, but just uh, fantasy clips because heavy metal was a, um, mm. a a a body fantasy magazine around this time. So it was I like see seventeen year olds were like, "Oh, look what I got! I got a heavy metal." You know, and it's like heavy metal. I see. So it's like badass. It, it would be like you know, Kai uh, Johnny Lawrence's like favorite magazine, basically. Right, <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> You, you put on some um, Van Halen and, and read along, right? Mm. That kind of thing. So that was that was the other big fantasy thing, I guess, around this period. Was it was Bluth on that? 
I don't know. It, it had some major. I mean, it had some notable animators in it. So, it, and then they did Heavy Metal Two Thousand, which was like it was like nineteen ninety eight. They did it like slightly too early or something. But so just like the Blues mm-hmm. Brothers Two Thousand, where they did it like a year or two too early. I feel like you need to wait till two thousand. You can't put that out in nineteen ninety eight, right? I think it's weird that twenty. I always forget that twenty twelve didn't come out in twenty twelve. Oh, the two thousand nine, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of do remember that because I bought the blu-ray in america and i wasn't in america in 2012 so it's sort of easy to remember but yeah <laughs> What else do you want to push out on this particular film? So we live in Japan. So when we bring up Conan, oh, most people yeah. are not thinking of the barbarian. Yeah. Even when you and I were talking about this and like, you know, like where I forgot the USB, we, we were like Conan, right? We weren't saying Conan, right? We it, Like it's some pot. We've actually been saying Conan during this podcast. Good for us, but that's almost surprising. Mm. But fun fact, they're both named after the same dude. Okay, who that? Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Because <laughs> yeah, like um, the Conan the Barbarian was being written around the same time and in the same circles, and then um, Conan the Detective is literally named after him because of Sherlock Holmes. But who was Conan O'Brien named after? Is the question possibly the same one? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think they named after the Barbarian, but yeah, me too. Especially since he's such a you know kind of small looking guy that you if you want it, I mean I don't want to punch him but he looks like something you could punch and get away with it so <laughs> well not really because he probably has like bodyguard not well he probably has some help nearby that'll kick you in the head so <laughs> yeah it <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter not- it doesn't matter why I punched Conan O'Brien what matters is that one went against many yeah and anyway, I'll be remembered I, I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't see conan o'brien doing this kind of thing so well actually i do but it'd be like a joke right so he does video game a bit so you know oh oh like he's a gamer or he's in games he, he's a gamer he's okay. like a clue he does a, a section called like clueless gamer ah okay gotcha yeah i was sitting there I, I guess how famous is he in the uk i mean he's got his some simpsons cred which might make it but obviously we're aware there. of him but it's not like we actually watch his show no, no, I wouldn't air there. I, I guess because he actually did like skits and stuff on his show, so it's a little more yeah. than just. Uh... But also, like Americans, we're vaguely aware of the American American like TV shows because they come up in other stuff, mm. like in films and sitcoms. They'll mention watching Conan and things. I have a completely skewed image of Jimmy Fallon, so 
Hmm. Actually, this this is interesting um, because I've never watched his show, really. I mean, maybe I've seen a clip or two. I definitely saw the Saved by the Bell clip, and I never really saw any of his movies. But he was one of the people I had to drive around at the university one evening when he was doing a show there. So I remember that guy, but I don't actually know what his public persona is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a nice guy. He was chill, but I think, like, I, I think his, uh, I have a, I think he's supposed to be like excitable, right? About everything mm. is kind of his vibe, which definitely wasn't the guy I, I was hanging out with for an evening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's one of the few cases where I actually know the per, uh, know the person a little bit, but never learned the public persona. So <laughs> that's cool. Who knows what Schwarzenegger's like when you're hanging in his office with his with his sword, you know? And then one last question for today. What is best in life? The riddle of steel? What? No. <laughs> is that what you're into? You're just into steel? steel. Metallurgy? Riddle steel. Metallurgy is the secret of life. Alchemy. <laughs> Hey, I almost twisted that into a good fantasy answer. Sorry, what was your question again? What is best in life? Free. The best things in life are free. I don't know how to answer this not snarkily. You're meant to answer. Well, you're either meant to answer genuinely what you think is best in life, <laughs> or to see your enemies driven before you, to crush them, and to see, hear the lamentations of the women. Oh, I think I did. I put that in my notes. I think I, <laughs> I think I wrote it down, but then I forgot about it. You know, right. <laughs> I did write it down. I got at least that much. Oh, I have about five notes where I call him Jesus and then he gets crucified. So that kind of worked out well. <laughs> and I and I kept instead of writing James Earl Jones, I just kept writing J E J. Which makes sense. J <laughs> J E J. That's right. James. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No G, no G. But yeah, oh. for I'm not I, I've got like a Conan in me because obviously I feel good when it's like yeah I've been to the gym I've lifted some weights, I've, I've fucked a woman yeah but also I've got a lot of Hobbit in me where it's like you know what's best in life just sit down with a cup of tea, <laughs> have a nice sit. Yeah, don't Wouldn't be that Frodo, be nice? Be be, a Bil be Bilbo. Don't be Frodo, right? Yeah, yeah. He he gets his little adventure and then he just chills. That's that's the way to do it. You don't want to be screaming in Mordor, dropping rings and volcanoes. That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> um, while I'm looking at my notes, just a few of my my hot takes. Um, oh, when they they show up to the um the weird orgy and call it paradise, I was like, well, I, mean, I guess on Pornhub it is, but <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Uh, I did get a talk about J E J again. <laughs> I got a little bit of a Tim Curry vibe off him in in this movie, which is a little weird because that's definitely not something you would associate with him. So, hmm. so anyway, I, I guess I'm saying that like as much as I'm like Max von Sydow phoned it in, I, I I think Jones actually did a pretty good thing here, just playing against type, you know. Yeah, that's it. He doesn't give you the full, um, like the big deep James L. Jones voice, but. He is a good villain in this, right? Like he's got he's got that cult leader feel, and you do want to see Schwarzenegger cut his head off because <laughs> there's that moment of oh maybe he won't and stop being a barbarian, but it isn't his name, right? So why yeah. would he? It's it's the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the end of the movie, I guess it predates both. So should we call it? I, I still stuck the name Sumerian on it, just but uh, Sumerian Home Alone, or is it a Sumerian Skyfall ending? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Predator. A little bit of that too. Yeah, yeah, he did twice. Okay, I guess that was a Schwarzenegger's go-to in the in the eighties. Oh yeah, because you get to see him lifting heavy stuff and flexing for a bit before the fight. You got that in the beginning. He's pushing the pulling wheel. ropes, pulling ropes real taut, so that it goes like, and then you see yeah. him like, yeah. See the bicep peak. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's. I, I guess we'll get into how this holds up or doesn't hold up. Did you have any other any other major points you wanted to throw on it? Uh, not really. It's. I see. I wasn't really aware of what the reputation of this film was, whether it's remembered as a good one or a bad one or so so one. So I went into it basically as like, well, I remember Schwarzenegger's in this. I remember the wheel, and I know it's got swords and sandals. And it's it's good, and it's. They're not making fantasy like this at the moment. Does it have sandals? Yeah, more like, like fur boots. boots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, swords and fur boots sounds weirder. <laughs> they got the big swords, the boots with the fur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure the fur boots are like more comfortable. I think this kind of was considered like the standard for cinematic fantasy until Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I can believe that. We talked about Legend. That was a flop. We'll talk about a few other movies that were probably flops. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, okay. That is where we got Tim Curry as the uh, as the fantasy villain, although you couldn't, couldn't recognize him. But <laughs> yeah, because I feel like until Lord of the Rings, the image of fantasy, right, is like the big Fabio hair, oiled up yeah. muscles, that sort of thing. I, I guess, yeah, for me, maybe... The thing that doesn't hold up about this movie is just the lack of color. Like, yeah, it's, it's one where I'm almost like, would this be like cooler as a black and white movie? You know, kind of like the Mad Max Chrome edition. It, you know, <laughs> Fury Road. I should be a little more specific. Uh, yeah, maybe. Like this could this would be nice and like ni- nice, you know, high contrast. You know, <laughs> uh, go back to Max von Sydow's Seven Signs, sort of black and white. You know, you know what it needs? It needs a Sin City. It needs black and white, but red blood. Oh yes, yes, now that would be sick. Okay, so someone who has the means go remaster this one as such. <laughs> <laughs> what about the the goop? Should the goop should there be like color elements when they're, they're pouring the weird blue goop? Nah, I don't. I think you. I think being able to imagine what color that is would be better. Yeah, that's a good point. We were just talking about one of the Twilight Zones a few days ago, where like people like see the. Uh, the plane seats being different colors and we're like oh this couldn't be in color because then the viewer would already know right mm. so we were like oh this must be in black and white but i guess this one doesn't isn't like it must be in black and white but yeah black and white and, and some some blood red would be cool yeah yeah you you would not have survived the like playstation 3 xbox 360 era of video games 
Why is that? Because it was all just first-person shooters set in vague brown Middle Eastern zones. Maybe that's why I stopped playing stuff like that. Possibly. You know? That was when games were brown. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I remember, you know, I did the original Call of Duty and I spent plenty of time with Doom and stuff. And I, I mean, I always thought it was I started like, you know, living in weird places and traveling around the world for a while, which might be the case too. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Also, nothing looks that interesting, right? Yep. That's uh, that's why that was when I first started doing Super Inter games, and that's why I was such a big Nintendo kid because everything else did not look appealing to me. I did a shitload of Halo, I think, as you know, because that is a colorful game. Well, at least it's purple, mm. <laughs> not brown. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Halo's got colors. I like Halo. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think I just want either stark black and white with some blood red, or or wildly fantastic color because that was one thing I really did like about Legend, just the. Mm amount of color in that movie was, was yeah legend cool. looked beautiful it's just that it instead of being about a badass barbarian it was about a total dweeb <laughs> it was like if schwarzenegger just stayed the little kid at the start right right so i, 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 I can't even like conan one of the most iconic characters of a rememberable name i'm still just calling him schwarzenegger even when i'm talking about the scenes where he's not played by schwarzenegger <laughs> i think yeah honestly i, I mean in pop culture Schwarzenegger as an icon is probably a bigger deal than Conan. I mean, they again, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they they can't really figure out what to do with that property, you know. But like, it uh, makes sense if I say like, you call him Schwarzenegger instead of saying like John Matrix or Dutch, right? But like, Conan is a character whose name you should never be able to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of old timey properties, um, mm. are you familiar with the the the? Uh, this is changing the subject a little bit, but the but something just happened last week that that's a new wrinkle in the story. But uh, oh, yeah. the epic tale of the rights to Dick Tracy. Vaguely, and I think I know what's happened that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there's a 1990 made by Disney, but ba- Warren Beatty had the rights. Yeah, and he still has the rights. He will not let Tribune pull them out you know it's got to be his cold dead hand so in 2009 when the rights were about lapse and last week i suppose the rights were about to lapse again he just made these weird tv specials that air once on tcm where he plays dick tracy again so the new one is uh, like zoom in on dick or something <laughs> zoom in with dick zoom in on dick sounds horrible um, but, <laughs> but you have like this 85 year old warren Beatty in the uh in the yellow hat and trench coat <laughs> it's like being interviewed by leonard malton both times <laughs> like leonard malton the film critic is like his crony in this or something yeah yeah he just just appeared in character to maintain the rights Right, he's just like, it's like, dude, you are not going to be Dick Tracy again. Just let someone else have it, man. Sell them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, a man who notoriously only showed up in like two movies a decade for like five decades anyway, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess it's, it's just maybe that it might just be fun for him, but, it, it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like he's just having a fun winding everyone up. It would be but nice. Obviously, I respect that. <laughs> I want someone to be able to play with Dick Tracy, especially the 60s period when he lives on the moon and his son's married to the moon maid and stuff. Matt Covages, I want someone to be able to play with Dick. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but Conan, I guess, are, are rights that are a little bit more, um, you know, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's, a, iteration it's not that. a right, rights thing. It's just a no one has any idea how to do it thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the young people wouldn't like it. Just it'd be too, too bawdy for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you could do one that would work, but no one, they're trying to make it for everyone and it's not for everyone. Right. Just make a Conan that leans into it. Make like a TV series, fairly episodic, just wanders from place to basically make Witcher, make Witcher, but with a character who's even more of just like a blunt instrument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be. It, I, just, I don't think it'd be as sexy anymore, you know? Yeah, but yeah, that's right. It doesn't have to be like that kind of sexy. It could just be <laughs> like, it could be horny without, it could be a show, you can make things about horny people without it being horny. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's probably probably accurate. So yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, give us give us a horny Conan. That's all we want. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's we'll what... dial this down. I'm gonna go hit that shower. Um, big uh, muscles, big swords, and big dicks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, where are we at? We're at bigmusclesbigdicks.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be a web. That's got to be a correct website, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, we're on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, all the places make sure you rate and review like and subscribe tell your friends if you want to help support the podcast we're at patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius there you can find links to the podcast that me and matt create okay with that i guess we should go out and uh, slay our enemies or something no 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 I thought you'd go on longer than that, to be honest, so, yeah. Escapes.